In this episode of the Stretch Goals podcast, Scott and I are going to be asking you the question, are you a micromanager? This is the Stretch Goals podcast, where each week we'll share insights and lessons learned based on our experiences as entrepreneurs. We'll challenge you to create ambitious goals as you start and grow your business. I'm your host, Robert Dickerson. And I'm Scott Davis. So Scott, I like I like this topic this week. Are you a micromanager? I am not. Because every, everyone likes micromanagers, don't they? <laughs> yeah, have you ever had a conversation where I was like, oh man, dude, he's a micromanager. Oh, I love working for him. Yeah, that never happens. Yeah, everyone, everyone hates it. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can tell if you're a micromanager. And then also maybe a couple things that you can do to make sure that you're not you're not falling into the trap of micromanagement. Sure. You know, I, I'll say this. You know, it's it it it's easy to become a micromanager without knowing it. I think because, especially in the corporate space where you've got so many deliverables and different things that you're being held accountable for, it's easy for somebody to forget about what matters, which is managing the relationships with your employees, right? And then all of a sudden you get into actionable insights and and measurable uh, events, and then all of a sudden you're a micromanager didn't even know it. Well, as a leader, you're in charge of making sure that everyone gets their work done. That's, you know, that's the metric that they're holding you accountable against. And so you want to have control over that. And a lot of times I see when people come up through the ranks, when they're not properly trained in management, they still want to get their hands dirty. They still want to that's what they know is kind of the day-to-day operation. So they want to dive in, they want to get involved. But a lot of times, you know, my idea of a manager is just getting out of the way and providing a platform for your employees to be successful, right? That is, in my mind, success for a manager. It's, it's you know, getting out of the way and making sure that your employees have the resources to get things done. And if you can do that, I think you can be a successful manager. Do you think that management styles for startups in the corporate environment could be different and could lend in, lend themselves into micromanaging status differently. I think so, but I think there's a lot of I think there's probably more similarities. I mean, being a leader when we've talked about it in, in previous episodes, you know, it's it's about you know really making people accountable and communicating and trust, and and those are three areas we're going to talk about a little bit later about how you can improve and not be a micromanager, and if you hire the right people and you communicate what you want to do and you hold them accountable and you trust them you can be successful. And then if you remove blockers out of their way, they'll be successful as well. Because the idea is that as a team, you want to get to the end point, you want to get to the end of the product. And, and so it's, it's a team effort. And so, you know, think about these three things. Um, you know, are you a micromanager? Do you bug your employees all day? I know, I know we've all had a manager like that, where they're sending us emails, they're stopping by our door and asking us, hey, how's it going? You know, I think of office space, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, so if you're doing that all day, I mean, that's probably a good sign that that you might be a micromanager. Yeah, I hated that, you know, constantly wanting to know what the status is on stuff. You know, it goes, it comes down to trust, which we talked about in episode 38. You know, if you trust your employees to get their job done and you trust their skill sets, you don't need to bother them. The the down the flip side to that is if that employee is letting you down and not meeting the deliverables, then you you have some trust issues, which is which is valid. So if you are an employee and you feel like you're being micromanaged, and you look around and your other employees don't feel micromanaged, it might be a sign that you aren't doing the work that you're expected to. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, another another area is um, you know if you're a manager and you're holding 
multiple meetings every day to get status updates, you know, that, that might be a good sign that you're, you're micromanaging and you're not communicating properly or you're not providing channels for your employees c- to communicate. I mean, if you're having meetings all day with people, how is anyone being productive and getting work done? Yeah, and the other thing is like don't yeah, don't have meetings for meetings sake, number one. But number two, you should be able to know what's going on without having all hands meetings. Like you should know if you've got a good relationship with your employees and you trust them, which we just talked about, then they'll tell you where they are on things and and you'll know and you won't have to have unproductive recurring meetings. I mean, I think a lot of times people have meetings because Maybe they don't understand the process, right? If you're doing like a development work or something, you don't understand how things are supposed to run. And so you feel like you need to be really connected with the developers sure. to make sure that they're doing their work. I mean, this applies to other areas as well, sales, marketing. I mean, it's, it's, it's very similar in all of them. But you need to trust the employees that you hire to do, to do the right work. I mean, you need to have a basic understanding in whatever kind of field you're managing those people, right? And as an entrepreneur, you know, a lot of times I'm forced in, into managing people in areas that I'm not an that I'm not an expert in, right? If it, whether it's sales or marketing, right? Those are areas that I'm that I'm still learning on, and so, you know, I need to hire the right people. Oh, design design is another one, right? And so I need to hire the right people, and I need to trust them, but I I also need to have kind of a basic understanding, so I can understand how that's a trade off there that you maybe need to get more involved. But having daily meetings, daily standups is not is not the right solution. I mean, another thing I've found is to sit down with maybe a senior level person and walk through what the process, what they think the process should be and get their feedback, right? Especially when you're setting deadlines and you're setting things like that, get that person's feedback. Is this reasonable? That's something I I ask a lot of people is, you know, here's my expectation. Is that reasonable? Mm -hmm. And use their expertise for them to tell you like, yes, no, that's, that's reasonable or that's not reasonable. Sure. Those are great points. That helps you out in the planning process too. So, you know, the one pet peeve that, that I really hate about a micromanager is when they hover over your shoulder. Let's say there's a critical outage or they need you to develop something really quick. Don't, ask me or tell me to do something and then stand there right behind me and watch me do it because that's not going to make it go any faster. I don't need your extra (laughs) 10 fingers to write this code. I definitely don't need you standing there looking at me and burning a hole in the back of my head like Superman. So I hate that. If you're hovering over people's shoulders, (laughs) it's it's not effective, okay? Unless you're firing them and seeing them out the building. So if you I feel like Jeff Foxworthy. You know, you might be a redneck. You might be a micromanager if you hover over people's shoulders. <laughs> Another one is uh, you might be a micromanager if um, you don't trust your employees to work from home. There you go. There you go. So you're saying Melissa Meyer from Yahoo is a micromanager? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point, right? Because if you're the, the ultimate goal of a manager or any leader is to empower your people to do um, their job, the, whatever it is that they're there for. It could be it could be someone on the front lines of a military combat. It could be a McDonald's hamburger cooker. It could be a software developer. It doesn't matter. But whoever's managing whatever person, the the goal is to do some set out objective. And if you're motivating them properly and you're a good leader, you don't need to see them to make it happen, right? You can work from home, like you just said. I mean, not not all jobs you can work from home. You know, if you're a retail employee or you need to work in a store or something, right? Those are, 
you know, those are things that don't, that you have to be there, right? Sure. There's certain jobs. I mean, I was a lifeguard. I had to be at the pool. I couldn't lifeguard from home, right? Via video camera or something. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, there's, there's certain jobs that you need to be there, but other jobs in, in the corporate world, and there's a lot of them, is that you can work from anywhere and any time. And a lot of times the people that I hire, I, I really don't care when they work, how they work. It's just, I want the work done. And so, you know, a lot of times I'll make sure there's overlap in the times that we are working. I mean, that's always productive, right? If you have questions, because, you know, I've worked in, with people in Australia and it's totally opposite. And so it's hard to do collaborative type things. But if, you know, if people are working on their own and you've given them clear direction communication, they can complete that work separately and you don't have to be right there beside them. And it's, you know, it's great to, um, if you're working with people, you know, in other countries and stuff too, to wake up in the morning and see that work has been accomplished overnight while you've slept. Mm -hmm. If you're a control freak, you might be a redneck. I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a control freak, if you're a control freak, you might be a micromanager. <laughs> You might be a redneck see, too. See, I'm. See, I am. I do like control. Yeah, but if but you're a I think control there's... freak, if if you absolutely have to have control over every aspect, it tends to lead into micromanaging because you then feel like you can do everything. And if you feel like you can do any everything, why do you have these people? Because you need to trust them to do their job. So if you if you can't let them do it, then you, they shouldn't be your employees. I think that's, you know, that's something as new managers, as new leaders, if you're just starting out, that's something I've seen a lot of that people, it's hard for people to let go of that control. They, they've they done something a certain way, maybe as a technician, you know, in, in the role and they move up into a management role. And so they, they're, they're used to doing, doing stuff their own way in a certain way. And so they try to apply that technique to everyone. You have to do this this exact same way. If you're not doing it, I'm going to go back and fix it so you are. And so I think you need to be very careful about doing that because people have different styles of work. And as long as they're accomplishing the work that needs to be done, then why does it matter if we all do it the same way, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and on the flip side, if you're an employee, just because you don't like your manager's management style doesn't mean that he or she is a, is a micromanager, right? It just means that you've got to figure out how to work within their mechanisms of, of management, right? So don't confuse being unhappy with your manager's style with micromanagement. Yeah, and I mean, if we, if we go into, you know, how do you stop these things? How do you be a better manager? I mean, I think one way is, is communication. It's a two-way street, right, from both the employee needs to communicate kind of how they work, how they'd like to receive feedback, how they'd like to be communicated with. If, if the manager understands that and they understand how to engage with them and communicate with them, then you can create a better relationship there. It needs to be that open communication and not just, you know, why does this guy keep telling me what to do, right? You know, he's like they're micromanaging me, right? If you can create that communication dialogue and set an expectation there, I think that would really help. Yeah, and I mean, I think in life in general, it, you need to be constantly looking at yourself and asking how you're affecting other people. Like, I mean, every day, like from the way that you interact with your wife or your kids or your employees or whatever, like you can always make improvements, right? And if and if you don't recognize that you can make improvements, you got something wrong with you. But my point is, if you are noticing the morale of your team is down or maybe people are responding differently, you know, take a step back and, and ask yourself, 
if you know what you could do better and maybe you'll be able to see that you're developing tendencies that are micromanager esque but that's a good way like constantly self assess you know once a week once a month something just on a regular basis do that yeah i think i think the self assessment is really good and also to get feedback from people on, of how you're doing people that you trust uh to give you feedback um that'll be truthful with you and you have to be receptive of that feedback and not take it personally right cuz you're trying to improve and you know another thing i wanted to say too is that I'm always of the mindset that if your employees fail, that's a failure on your part as a yes. leader, as a manager. Yes. And you really have to think about it like that. You did not, you did not give them the right tools to get the work done if, if you're failing, right? If your employees are failing. Unless you have um, bad apples. I mean, there, there's that. But yeah, I agree. I, I agree for the most part on that. And I think the other thing is, what, what, what can we do if we're an employee and our boss is definitely a micromanager? What, what can we do to help coach them <laughs> to getting out of that micromanager box? I think it's hard because, um, you know, people get set in their ways. And especially if you've had, if you have an experienced manager that's been doing it a long time, if they've been micromanaging for a long time, I think it can be really difficult to, to change their ways, right? But what you can do is open that communication channel, that dialogue, and really continuously have a dialogue of, you know, how can we best work together? How can we be most productive and try to set those boundaries, set those expectations and keep communicating that over and over again? Don't don't wait for like a review once a year, right? I mean, really, as you're working, start communicating those uh, those needs and then you'll develop that relationship over time. Sure, yeah, it's a fine line. I mean, you can't bust into his office, his or her office and be like, hey, quit micromanaging me, jerk. You know, it's yeah. more, you know, you gotta have to feel them out and say, so what can I do better? You've been, you've been really on me lately. You know, I feel like I'm getting my work done. What can I do better? Like it's all about how you phrase that question or that conversation. But don't be afraid to do it. You know, the worst thing that can happen is is nothing. Right? Nothing happens. You're not going to get fired because you ask a question. <clears throat> well, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but go in, just talk to them, and see what happens. You know, like you said, if you if you develop develop that relationship. Over time, that establishes trust. And as, as trust is established, there's less need to micromanage. Yeah, and we talked about that you know, in, a, in a previous episode, trust. And you, know, you really need to trust your employees. And, and another area to think about, too, is, is holding them accountable. Like, how do, you, how do you communicate effectively so that you can define what they need to do and then hold them accountable and that can be both positive accountability and negative accountability, right? You want to you want to tell them you're, they're doing a good job and reward and kind of reward accomplishments of your team, but also try to figure out when when you're not meeting those deadlines, you know what's happening, right? Are you are you being too aggressive in your in your schedules and your deadlines? Do you not have the right resources in your team uh, to get things done? And that communication will help you figure out from your employees, you know, where are things breaking down in this relationship. How can we do a better job? Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it, but you're you're absolutely right. If you are, if you have good communication with your employees and your team, you you know who's effective at what. You know what your timelines are on things generally. If you're using Scrum or something, you know your velocity in sprints. You know you know all these things because you've been doing your job for a while. Sometimes I think though the reason that micromanagers are who they are is because they just want to be doing everything. And that's a natural instinct as a human. You want to be able to do everything because you trust yourself, right? But if you've got the insight and data into 
uh, how your team runs on a daily basis, you don't need to do that. So if you are a micromanager, maybe you need to look at some quantitative data to show how well your team's doing on a regular basis. If, if you're a McDonald's manager, figure out how many hamburgers you're selling. If you're a software manager, figure out what your team velocity is. Do something so that you can you know, quantify that, and that'll let you step back because you'll be like, you know what? We're on pace. I don't need to be up these guys' butts asking them questions all the time. I mean, I think it, I think it could be a fine line, especially if you're just starting a business and you have a small team. And, you know, like for me, I have to jump in a lot of times to get things done just because I have to help move sure. things along. So yeah. there's that fine line between... Well, that's leadership, too. Um, that's leadership. Right. It's, it's a fine, But it's a fine line between me stepping on people's toes and making sure stuff gets done and kind of... Like, I view myself as filling in the gaps, right? Yeah. To get to the end product. Sometimes I have to fill in those gaps to get there. Sure. So it, it definitely can be a balancing act. And I try to communicate with people on my team, you know, this is why I'm doing this. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to step on your toes. I'm not trying... Because, you know, people like that ownership of what they're doing. And if someone comes in and starts, you know, changing things, that people can get really annoyed with that. Sure. So let's talk about this for a second. What is the opposite of a micromanager? Would that be an unmanager? <laughs> because, you know... Like <laughs> Not you, management, you, no management. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah, I mean, that, and that is, a, that is a problem as well, right? Because you're, you're not setting deadlines. You're, you're never talking to people. And things just go off the rails because there is no one kind of, kind of managing the day-to-day aspects of things. Everyone just kind of giving a free pass and saying, all right, just go to work. Right. And is that is that a danger in your opinion to the flat? Yes. To the well, yeah that. But is that a, is is it a danger to have that flat org structure where nobody reports to anybody because that can kind of happen in, in some places. But you know, I think it's one of those things where everyone owns their own little property and they and they take it under them their own, you know, ambition and it's fine. But yeah, so I have one question. Are you a micromanager, Rob? I hope I'm not. <laughs> I know I'm not. I'm probably closer to the unmanager. I'm like, hey, here's what we're doing. You go do it. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, running running a business is I just don't have time to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I I need I need people that can operate autonomously, that can be given general direction and start running with it. I just don't have time to hold people's hand and watch all their code and stuff like that. I mean, I just don't have that, and that's why I, I continuously bring on people to help me because I I just don't have time to do that. And yeah. I think. You know, if you're starting a business, you'll find that as well that you just don't have time to to do the micromanagement. If you if you do have a lot of time to micromanage, then I don't know, maybe you're managing a huge d- division or something like that. I mean, but you you need to bring on the right people, and you know, like we said, the three things is you know accountability, communication, and trust. Absolutely. Yep. Trust your employees. Make things more efficient. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Stretch Goals Podcast. You can access the show notes for this episode and listen to other episodes by heading over to stretchgoals.fm.